baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. Brian Mazarowski outside right now. We're looking at uh, ooh, another humid start. First one in a while. 75 degrees in Buffalo. On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by another three quarters of a percent. This latest hike, the fourth since March, will make borrowing more costly. WBEN's Tom Puckett is looking at the impact it may have on the car buying industry. There's good news and bad news with the interest rate hikes, as Marty Pecoraro of Riverfront Auto Sales. The bad news is payments are going to go up a little bit, and the it, and the cost of money, the cost of the car is going to go up. Um, to me, that's the bad news. The good news, though, is we're starting to see the car prices come down a little bit. But he doesn't think lower car prices will counter the higher interest rates. And that's going to make it tougher for shoppers to get a low monthly payment and could price other shoppers out altogether. Don Kelleher of Niagara's Choice Federal Credit Union says people are trying to get ahead of higher rates and lower inventory. We've seen a, a tremendous rise in car borrowing here at the credit union. Um, about 70% of the loans that we've put on in the last three months have been um, automobiles. Kelleher thinks rates will continue to rise. By how much? Hear his prediction online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. Today we're also expecting the GDP numbers to come out. Last quarter it was down. If it happens again this quarter, we're officially, technically, in a recession. Though not necessarily, says Harvard economics professor Jason Furman. He tells us what other factors would cause the nation to go there. So most recessions actually have more to do with businesses, which are one-sixth of the economy, than they do with consumers, even though consumers are about 70% of the economy. We'll see how it all looks later on, but a lot of economic talk still to come. If you haven't heard that famous jingle as much this summer... The ice cream truck may not drive through as often or anymore because of rising costs. And this morning, gas prices, a major contributor to inflation, are still falling, down 60 cents from a month ago. But the cost of diesel fuel, which many businesses rely on, is coming down at a much slower pace. The New York Times reports the ice cream truck industry is now at risk because of rising food and fuel prices. One industry leader tells the Times the ice cream truck is becoming a thing of the past. You know what? I haven't heard it once this summer in my neighborhood. <laughs> I've heard it once. I, it was uh, too far away for me to start running. Um, it was one of those hot days. Yeah. Does your son, he doesn't know the... The Doesn't jingle know the yet, jingle. Probably. We don't really get the ice cream truck around our neighborhood as much, um, and definitely not this summer. Have not yeah, really heard I've it. I've not heard it at all. So if uh, you're you wondering go. why, well, they're not just going to be driving around aimlessly <laughs> anymore with the price of diesel, for sure. The Senate, meanwhile, passing the CHIPS Act. It gives federal incentives to private companies to manufacture semiconductor chips here in the U.S., It's expected to pass in the House by a wide margin. Senator Chuck Schumer said Western New York stands to benefit in a big way. We have more shovel-ready sites 
in upstate New York than in, in the rest of America. And the best infrastructure, cheap water from Niagara Falls in our water system, and good roads. So the bottom line is the chip fab companies are really paying very, very special attention here. It's time to build our future in Syracuse, not Shanghai, in Buffalo, not Beijing. The future is going to be built here in upstate. That is Senator Chuck Schumer. A vast majority of the chip manufacturing that's done today is done in Taiwan, and not just all done in one country. 90% of that vast majority is done by one company in that one country, thus the need for some action on that front. Firearm manufacturers and gun reform advocates testifying on Capitol Hill yesterday, representatives from gun makers telling lawmakers that the blame for mass shootings lies solely with the shooters, while victims of gun violence and families of victims testified calling for reforming gun laws. Ashby Beasley attended the meeting, a hearing rather. She and her son survived the shooting in Highland Park, Illinois, earlier this month that left seven dead and dozens injured. You can lend anything in your toolbox from marketing to any kind of help you can have. You could just be a body at a rally and make that voice, the voice of that organization louder. A grand jury yesterday indicted the gunman in the Highland Park shooting on 117 counts stemming from the shooting, including 21 counts of first degree murder. He's being held without bail. A Buffalo man being held without bail, charged with attempting to shoot and kill a Buffalo police officer. Police now releasing body cam footage from that incident that happened early Sunday, where a suspect accused of firing several shots at an officer during a chase around East North and Orange Streets. No injuries were reported. 36-year-old Sharif Shadwick taken into custody. Two loaded handguns allegedly recovered at the scene. He'll be back in court for a felony hearing Friday. Former political operative and Erie County Democratic Party Chair Steve Pigeon was sentenced to four months in prison for his role in directing an illegal campaign contribution to former Governor Andrew Cuomo's campaign. Pigeon admitted to helping direct a $25,000 campaign contribution from a Canadian to Cuomo, which is illegal. Pigeon's attorney is Paul Cambria. He was not surprised. Um, we had uh, uh, calculated that there would be some incarceration time. Uh, I carried a maximum of five years. Uh, he was given four months. And uh, he chose to go right into custody to get this whole situation behind it. Pigeon expected to be in a state courtroom for sentencing this morning in a separate case in which he admitted to bribing a judge. Pigeon's also accused of sexually abusing a young girl in 2016. WBEN Newstime now 508. Training camp continues for the Bills at St. John Fisher. It's the first major opportunity for new offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey to get his hands on the full team since taking over for Brian Dable. Well, I think it's huge because you're trying to build a fan foundation of your offense. You're trying to build a foundation of what you do, your core principles of playing fast, physical, and disciplined, and, and your core um, concepts You know that, that you want to kind of hang your hat on throughout the year. So you know, once you get those in, then you just keep working, you keep working, and, and you keep refining those things. So you're going to put plays in that might not necessarily be great against the defenses you're playing, um, but big picture moving forward, you want to get those things in and you want to work them. Another practice open to fans taking place tomorrow morning, and there's one uh, Saturday 
as well to be able to check out. So, all right, Bills in action. I guess the offense looked good yesterday. I don't know, take that yeah. for what you will. <laughs> well, I heard uh, I heard Josh Allen had like seven like long, beautiful throws to four different receivers. It's great. It's tough for me to get excited about I know. a training camp. Um, you know, especially now it's weird. When the team isn't that good, training camp gets you excited because, you know, oh, oh looking good. Okay. Right. Fresh start. When the team's very good, you know, I'm excited for football to start, but the all the daily, you know, right. reports from training camp, you know, ah, let's all right. I'm I'm ready to go. Let's see it on the field. It's a little bit of a different feeling. I don't, for me at least. It is. No, it it definitely is. The exclusive WBN seven weather forecast for the day today calls for higher humidity with a widely scattered shower or even a brief thundery downpour. Otherwise it's breezy with some partial sun, a lot of dry time today. The high temperature into the low eighties. Tonight brings a stray shower into the evening, then clouds will tend to decrease later into the night. The low temperature near 60. Clouds will mix with times of sun on Friday. The humidity levels will lower the high temperature 75 to 80. With your exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Mark Hamrick from Bankrate.com is joining us this morning. Another interest rate hike, Mark, the fourth this year. And we're awaiting gross domestic product GDP numbers this morning. What would be considered a good number on the GDP. Uh, good morning, Susan and Brian. Great to be with you. A good number at this point would be one that has a plus sign in front of it instead of a minus sign, and that is the consensus is we'll stay above zero because there is so much concern that the U.S. is skirting or possibly even in a recession at this point. At the news conference Chairman Powell held yesterday, which I attended, he expressed the view, which I think is also the view of most economists, is that the U.S. economy is not in a recession. But I think for everyone who's listening this morning, uh, that may in some ways be an irrelevant issue because the damage that's done by this high and sustained inflation is every bit as bad as what can happen when we have a contraction in the economy. Uh, And uh, that's what we had in March and April of 2020. It was the shortest, deepest recession really in a century. And that was bad enough when we got the unemployment rate of 14.7%. So yes, that number due out in about 40 minutes. And we'll get an idea whether that uh, suggests that the economy continued to at least remain above zero in the latest quarter. Yeah, Mark, um, that, that's the big question when it comes to recession is who cares, right? I, I mean, we're, we're all focused on costs. You know, how much is it going to cost me to get the things that I need on a day-to-day basis? That's the true number. Uh, but why don't we try and answer that question? Recession, the formal title, who should care? What would that mean? Well, I think people actually should care because we're talking about essentially uh, the economy not performing well. And it is a natural part of the economic cycle. We go through expansions and contractions. And a natural outcome of a recession is more unemployment. And the reality is that in terms of the things that should be getting a, a good grade right now, the job market's sort of at the top of that list. But Chairman Powell is basically saying that he believes the job market needs to weaken because there's too much demand right now and not enough supply of workers. And so a natural outcome of a realignment of that is you get a higher unemployment rate. And the other part of that, Brian, is, and this is not insignificant, essentially the declines we've been seeing in the stock market since the beginning of the year have been in anticipation of a weakening of the economy and higher interest rates. And so we've now experienced some of that. We don't know how weak the economy will get or whether we'll sort of get through this safely. 
but uh, it is not uh, inconsequential uh, when we suffer a recession. We can, uh, need only think back about the last two over the last uh, 20 years or so when we had the great financial crisis. The nation's unemployment rate went to 10 percent, and that fell bad enough, and then 14 percent, 14.7 percent in early 2020. You know, this past week, Mark, Walmart cut its profit outlook. How much of a bellwether is that? Well, I think that's a great question, Susan, because, you know, we're really talking about a company that, first of all, is right up there with Amazon in the sense of being uh, a giant uh, in commerce and particularly retail. And as one who grew up in the Midwest, uh, close to where Walmart began in, in Arkansas, I can tell you that. Uh, it, it became the center of the town where I grew up in Kansas, uh, much to the devastation of the downtown there. But, you know, the reason that it thrived is because it had low prices and it leveraged globalization. And it has become the place to go for people who are really seeking a high selection, a large selection of goods and groceries, as well as low prices. And so when Walmart tells us that their customers are essentially struggling, uh, and are really focusing on necessities such as groceries and not buying as many articles of clothing as they would in the past. That is a bellwether of just how uh, people in, uh, I would say, middle, lower middle, and lower income categories are faring these days. It's um, almost a, a great tool for economists to have, I'd have to imagine, Mark. You know, a place like Walmart or Target that now, you know, maybe uh, 20 years ago we didn't have this. They sell everything in the store to everybody. <laughs> I mean, and they can tell, all right, you know, we uh, sold this much in groceries and this much in clothing, and now uh, we're seeing this real time. Here's the results. Here's what we're seeing. Well, that's right. And we're hearing more and more of this from retailers across the spectrum. And earlier from Target, for example, how consumers are reacting to this uh, remarkable environment and one that's quite challenging. We talked about the fact that people are buying half gallons of milk instead of a gallon. And that's parallel to what people have been doing at the gasoline pump, not filling up, perhaps ultimately purchasing nearly as much gasoline as they would otherwise, but just not doing it as often. Why? Because they don't want to part with that money, but rather try to spread that out over time. And in this case, they might be sacrificing a half gallon of milk that they would otherwise be consuming because it's expensive. Now, the interest rate hike is going to help the economy. That's the hope here. But it's really bringing more pain to consumers when you think of, you know, the interest rate hike on credit cards, car loans, mortgages, right? Well, as you said at the outset, it does raise the cost of borrowing. I would say ultimately, though, it also helps give us better return on savings. That tends to be the, the last shoe to drop in that equation. But ultimately, what it is really intended to do is to attack inflation. And we'll just see how effective that ultimately will be with the consumer price index year over year up 9.1%. That's compared to the Fed's target of 2%. So that just tells you just how out of whack uh, the situation is, which everybody knows from their day-to-day experiences these days. It is kind of crazy. Are there silver linings or maybe just uh, areas where consumers can look to and say, okay, uh, we have a little relief here. I I mean, there's got to be some sectors where maybe things are turning around and you can, you know, feel free to spend the money a little bit. Well, I'd say three things. First of all, obviously, the price of the gasoline pump has come down, but not to where it was a year ago. And I think we'll see more of that. Secondly, commodities prices have come down, and that affects everything from food to building materials. 
And then thirdly, the housing market is becoming more realigned in favor of buyers, where sellers had really uh, held, I would say, almost all of the power up until earlier this year. So the housing market's weakening significantly, and, and that's not necessarily uh, ever a good thing. But in this situation, if buyers are have able to hold a little bit more uh, power or negotiating uh, power against uh, sellers, that ultimately is a realignment that needed to happen. And, and we want the housing market to perform in a way that's sustainable, not unsustainable, where we had these uh, high teen price increases year over year, uh, which even continued in the latest month. Mark, we appreciate it this morning. Thanks very much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. That's Mark Hamrick from Bankrate.com. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 